Cup are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. And now the Gladiators hopple Marty with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A little bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Steps, steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale. As they fire up. The end is near, Chris. No, this is the end. Final show of 23 at this point in time. We're going to wrap up the grand final. I'm going to hypnotise you like you're a chicken. Uh, yes. Chris, and say... Don't forget about the game. Forget about the after game. You don't know who won. We're going to go back a week. We're going to go back to pre-game time. As if we don't know the results of anything, okay? And we're going to talk about just the quiet bits. It's going to unfold the mystery. Chronologically, we're going to take the excitement up every step of the way. Because I'm assuming everyone who's listening to the show does not know the result. Yes, exactly. The grand final. Well, let's hypnotise them as well. (laughs) Mandrake style, okay? Now, uh, Chris, for Dally M Awards, uh, did you watch? Did you listen? Did you know? It was a basketball night for me, Stephen. So I did a little bit of uh, strategic fast-forwarding and then discovered that I normally don't fall into this trap, but you needed to have saved the following two uh, shows that were programmed on Foxtel to see it all. Right. Uh, I know there were many highlights. Uh, I thought Tallulah Tillett's uh, Victoria Price Award acceptance speech was terrific. It was on... Un- Why? For- what, tell me, I missed that. It was earnest. It was about her contribution to community, her representation in the Indigenous community and how she feels rugby league has given her a platform. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, unfortunately, with the... Uh, the is it Stevens medal? The Ken Stevens Ken medal. Ken Stevens, yeah. yeah. Uh, one deservedly like Latrell Mitchell. Unfortunately, he sent a tape in, in the wrong format. He'd sent a beta... Really? Tape, and they've only got VHS at the Dally M, so we didn't get to see anything from Luttrell. Wow. So there were highlights like that, but for me, um, you and I are very much into branding, Stephen, and we'll be doing an off-season brand refresh, I can assure you. Okay, okay. Uh, Andrew Abdo, on two occasions, referred to Rugby League as the greatest game for all. Was that human error? Was that a mistake? Deliberate, Stephen. Deliberate, right. It's, it's a reorientation of how rugby league wants to be perceived in the community. Right. It doesn't want to try and put itself on a pedestal and say, we are the greatest game of all fact. Mm. In fact, we are the greatest game because we are available for everybody. Is this the sign of Abra taking over from PVL? Uh, well, I, you know, uh, let me tell you. He likes uh, a grand statement, PBL. And, I mean, looking at track record, matters of diversity and inclusion, yes. not... 
huge on the PVL agenda. Not really, no. So no. maybe Abdo's finally making a naked grab for power, yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, let's face it, the NRL stands outside of it. All of that cancel culture stuff, doesn't it? It's its own beast, makes its own rules. We've said for a long time, if only or we... Or does it? Could we just set up Rugby League Planet? Yes, exactly. Uh, with its own laws and, and just physics let go for it. and yeah, things yeah. like that, where a forward pass can not be forward and things like that. And uh, that would be part of it. But uh, Can it not be the greatest game of all, for all? Well, <laughs> as a rebrand, that doesn't quite roll off the tongue okay. as much. As the concern I've got is you open up the gates and they become floodgates, Stephen. I mean, if it says that you know rugby union fans are welcome, AFL fans are welcome, and I'm not sure that they are. Are we desperate? <laughs> well, yeah. well, do we need more fans? <laughs> do we care? Always, Stephen. It's yeah. always a war for talent on and off the field, okay. war for eyeballs, yeah, 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 war yeah. for war for pockets, Stephen. Yeah. And look, I know numbers numbers count. You know, data is important, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I tell you how much uh, PVL just loves numbers. Shark Park. 12,500 in the finals. Hello. He doesn't care at all. With empty seats. <laughs> With empty seats. Come on. Dear, oh dear. Maybe it's the toxicity. He's aware of that, you know. Is that actually, that's a very good point, and I don't think it's, I think you might have touched on something here, that a sellout at Shark Park is below capacity <laughs> yes. because they have to provide various vents and outlets for the, the toxicity. Toxic, exactly, and the fumes. The green fumes coming if, out. If you had an entire 12,000 there to capture it, yeah, then we'd yeah. really be in trouble. Medical staff working overtime. Uh, people won't want to be staying at the Quest Bay or Quest Willowear Bay. No. That doesn't roll off the we tongue, have, does it? We have sold it well, but I just read in the paper this morning, but all those people from Cronulla are moving to the Gold Coast or Noosa because it's cheaper. It's more laid back up there, Stephen. Is it just? Yeah. It's a better lifestyle. I mean, not if you're a sports fan because, what was it, the Brisbane Lions, the Brisbane Broncos, the Gold Coast Titans and the Brisbane Tigers all managed to lose on the weekend. Right. And, <laughs> yes. And Ivan Cleary might we, have something to say can, about can that. Can we move the Sharks up and just hook them up to the Dolphins? What do you reckon? <laughs> well. A hybrid beast. Kids <laughs> uh, would love that. You, you would think it's not possible because you think a shark would eat a dolphin. But ever yeah. since we uh, exclusively revealed on this show that – Alex Johnson is writing a footy tale yeah. where a team of for children bunnies yeah. beat a team of stronger animals. So there's no reason why dolphins and sharks yeah. can't live in but harmony. But isn't that a sign that wherever there are dolphins or porpoises, uh, don't want to exclude them, sharks run away? Isn't that the, the uh, modern a, a wisdom? Porpoises an Atlantic Ocean phenomenon, maybe. I'm Probably. Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but even so, the same family, right? But wherever they are, sharks go, I'm like, come around there's blokes. So I don't know why. I have no idea, no knowledge, science to back it up. Fire up. Rugby League and God. Was there any contention at the uh, at the Dalliums, Chris? Anything that just sort of was a bugbear? Well, Sean Johnson didn't win. Yeah, that's a shame. I mean, we salute their service, Chris. Tamika Upton did win, and I think most people were comfortable with that, particularly with the essay she delivered out at Accor Stadium. Or She's an interesting Stadium. sort of uh, sports person. She's tall and rangy, but she just knows how to just bam straight for that line. If you were judging books by cover, Stephen, and we don't do that on this she's show. Not, she's not a rugby league player, she is she? Like a, rugby a basketball league. player, and, for God's sake. And she is the best player on the planet. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yes, uh, Mark Robinson, who has just been... Who like, is he? Who is he, he is the owner of the Warriors. Of course. And along with CEO Cameron George, I can't name who the chair is, right. uh, have been lionised, if that's the right word, for their service, uh, keeping the competition afloat, yeah. sacrificing uh, their players to keep them apart from what their wife, wives and kids. Dumped from, months, from the finals. Months on end in, yeah. in a luxury resort. 
he he's done so much for this code. Yeah, and when Kalen Ponga sneaked in by one solitary point, yes. uh, Mark Robinson absolutely lost his lollies. And he was uh, looking for a fight there out at uh, uh, the Winks room at Randwick Racehorse. Too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they do they do go into a, a darkness for voting at a certain point of the year, don't they? Yeah, it goes yeah. dark. Well, it goes on the dark web. So can't they tweak the numbers between that point and the end? Oh, they're fixed. Can't they? They're fixed. <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they go. The Warriors have had enough love and yeah, attention yeah. up the Wars. Yeah. We need to crystallise the fact that Newcastle are getting back on the map and, let's face it, Rugby League heartland. Uh, we needed to throw them Maybe a Ponga threw out a quiet word that he's going to go to Rugby Union. Easily. Easy. Like, it was a Newcastle double for the for the gong, so that was fantastic. Exactly, okay. Now, uh, there are a couple of funny moments. There weren't, uh, the, I thought that the, the, the run-up was pretty poor, to be honest with you. No streets closed, no parties, etc. Uh, unless I missed something. You talk about the Dally M's or the grand final? No, they week. <laughs> The week of celebration. Didn't they, they? There was some sort of fan engagement thing down near the Opera House, wasn't there? There was indeed, yeah. yes, yes, yes. There wasn't bad. And we'll talk about uh, Reese Walsh in just a moment. Yes. Uh, but uh, Brian Toto, everyone's favourite fellow, right? He's, he's a lovable guy, right? He's about five foot two and about three foot wide, right? <laughs> and he's funny. And he's good for a hit up. Yeah. Uh, funny joke this week? He's been wearing headgear recently. Yes. And, and he discards it at a particular point. So you go, is he wrestling between the perceived extra protection of the headgear and the need to have that mane flowing free. Turns out he just wore it to annoy Stephen Critter Crichton. Right, and inside he was, joke. He was prepared to be uncomfortable for anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes a game right. just to annoy a teammate. That's because the critter's leaving. The critter is leaving, going yeah. to the dogs. Right. The dogs again. <laughs> have they got a salary cap? Is it working? Yeah, they do have a salary cap. Right, right. See, that are the dolphins. But... <laughs> now... Let's face it, Brisbane aren't alone in having funny characters. Ezra, ma'am, what a, an absolute hero. Should have won the grand final, should have won the Dally Award. We'll get to that because we don't know if he did or didn't. Oh, correct? Hang on, you're talking about the, the Sorry, Clive Churchill. Churchill. Clive Churchill, you know, yeah. Have no, no idea what happened. No, but, well, he's a character. Yeah. So he has the second most uh, amount of tattoos in the team after Adam Reynolds, which is yeah. saying well, something. Had, had more years to collect them. <laughs> That's right, he's only 20. No, I mean, what's his had more? Oh, Reynolds, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, boy, I tell you what, I wonder if Ezra's regretting layering at the camera after that second try, given what that happened subsequently in a game we don't know the we result don't know of. We don't know about no. Sorry. Uh, but he paints his nails. <laughs> yeah, uh, paints his nails. Which is great. That's what um, Reese does. <laughs> That's right. It's catching. They both had a little white number going uh, on grand final day. He has two pythons uh, inked. Actual pythons. I think he owns them and he's inked yeah. them on his body. Burner and Bunker. Because normally people wait till they have children, right? <laughs> but he's just... Uh, He's got so, tattoos of his, of his pythons. So if I'm looking at a rugby league player and I, I'm naming a bunker, I guess that's referring to the bunker. Apart from that, he might be a golf fan. Yeah. But burner. Burn. I'm just wondering whether Ezra has a little side hustle where he needs burner phones to get rid no, of them pretty quick. No, you mean when you're a child and you've got a Chinese burner? Oh, that's right. That's what the pythons do to you. We don't call them Chinese burns anymore. So. No, of course not, because that would be whatever. <laughs> and uh, he's got a little border collie called Roscoe after Roscoe Dash, who, get this, is a mm. rapper. Wow. And <laughs> so, you know, it's all there, isn't it? You know, it's generational, isn't it, Chris? It, well, <laughs> I mean, we've got a lot of work to do to catch yeah. up, let's put it that way. Now, you just mentioned phones, of course. Now, mm. the, whole, the whole world's, you know, well, phones now bend again. They used to be bendable. Remember, they used to be like open closed. Mm. Now they're open closed again. So it's just come full circle here. Now, he's got a funny little sort of system going on, hasn't he? Well, we're talking about Isaac Tongo here yes. from the Penrith Panthers. He has, he doesn't like technology. He doesn't like medicine or medicine. See, that's not... On par with the generation? I know. He sues surgery. He goes, I just naturally heal. Not religious? You know, <laughs> no, I Seventh don't think it's religious. Adventist, no. It's just, you know, rightfully given the what he's consuming right. on his... So no blood transfusions, no surgery. Yeah, he just heals. Yeah. Uh, but he's got three phones. Three phones. And he selects the phone to use based yeah. on his mood. Is he a gambler? <laughs> 
Does he work for the CIA? Well, like Ezra Man. You're <laughs> holding out on me, Chris. What is it? <laughs> it's unclear, but he says it's all based on mood. Today I feel, and he's most comfortable yeah. using an old school Nokia-style flip phone. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Motorola Attack maybe. Yeah. But he goes, i got an iPhone now, but I don't really like it. Yeah. I feel like it's not for me. I have a separate Nokia on 2 that I use only for WhatsApp. But I'm jumping back on the flip phone this week, yeah. and I think I use that for the rest of the, the year. The flip phone. The flip phone. Oh, the flip phone. You know that yeah. folds out. Yeah. You know, I jumped on the iPhone, but it was hard for me to work out. It was hard, like an old person using it for the first time. <laughs> I could get used to it, but there are heaps of new technology, and I really didn't know what the purpose was, Stephen. I mean, Isaac Tonga was a luddite, but um, I am confused, Chris, because normally, you know, in, in international thrillers, they have phones because they're terrorists, right? They don't want to be. Tra- oh, they throw them away. The burners. Away. Yeah, the burners. Yeah. Ezra Man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or you've got three girlfriends. <laughs> You know, or boyfriends, or maybe it's just for his pets. Yeah, one phone for his pet. They <laughs> can call them when they're lonely. But but I do like that though. It will complicate when you wake up. You have your shower, you get ready, you shave, and then you go, okay, what do I wear today, and which phone am I using? Yeah, and then we come to uh, another another colourful character. Uh, trolled heavily is uh, Jerome Luai, Luai and yeah. uh, the Pied Piper of Penrith. But he but he hit back, didn't he? Well, he was reflecting on, and this is you know very much something that was reflected in. Dennis Carnahan's show, Rugby League, the musical, which I saw last week and very much enjoyed, Stephen. Mm. Um, you know, Rugby League is a pantomime and there are villains. Mm. And and Luai's been confused by the use of the term villain. Yeah. He says, I don't know why they call me a villain because, and this is a quote, I am not a murderer. No, he's not. Uh, whereas Big Nelson <laughs> Osafa Solomon could well be a murderer. He's a murderer. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Hence a villain. Hence villain. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we know who the real villains are. It's not that bloke out in Penrith. I tell you that. And I mean, interesting times for Romy, as people like to refer to him, yes. because apart from him, as you suggested last week, potentially moonlighting in deep purple. Uh, yes. He's uh, in contract negotiations, Steve. He hasn't quite locked in new management yet, but uh, he might attract a little bit more on the open market than yeah. if he stays with the Penny Panthers. Yeah, it's uh, the way it goes, isn't it? And why is he called the Pied Piper or Penrith? Kids love him. They love him. They, they, yeah. they follow him over the cliff, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So basically, basically, in the Penrith region, he's known as the Pied Piper. Right, right. And outside the Penrith region, he's simply known as Killer. Right, Killer. <laughs> but he's not a murderer. No, he's not. He just... <laughs> It's like that great country western star of rock and roller. Not a murderer. (laughs) Reese Walsh. uh, I think that Reese, well, he is attracting a lot of attention because he wants to attract a lot of attention. And if I could just leap into the future, Mm -hmm. just have that portal of the future. Mm -hmm. I saw the rehearsals. We weren't supposed to watch. We were watching the rehearsals. He was dressed in pink shoes, right? This is a rehearsal. Pink sort of shorts, which he then rolled up like a nappy and put gaffer tape so you could see his legs. I thought, rock star. And we used to say British Nicole, but then let's have, he got in some trouble with some fans, didn't he, on the walk around Sydney Harbour. Shall we hear about that? Soaking up the Sydney sun and sand, the Broncos bringing out their best moves. Ezra! And staying out of trouble. But after hours in the heat, Reese Walsh became hot under the collar. I'll take your mum's. Firing back at a young Penrith fan who told him his head would be taken off on Sunday. I'll take your mum's. Wow. So he's going to take a head off for his head. Right, so... If he, if he gets decapitated, what happens? A, a, well, <laughs> this is an interesting discussion. He's too fast for that. How can you catch him? Well, what, this is an interesting discussion. So a brash fan, Penrith yeah. fan, obviously said, Moses Leota's going to take your head off on yeah. Sunday. Down outside the OPT. Yeah, and he's retorted with, I'll take your mums off. Right? Yeah, yeah, fair right. enough. One for and, one. And that's been that's the... Biblical. Ge- that's been the general reaction. <laughs> like, there's nothing and it's fair enough. And that just seems that there's still a role for decapitation in rugby right, league. Which is Which is terrific. And um, my son's idea on Twitter, who's a listener to the show, suggested that he wasn't referring to the fans' mums, but of course he was re- 
referring to Pat Carrigan's oh, you're, mum. You're just helping the PR uh, here, aren't in, you? Exactly the same way that he wasn't referring to referee Butler when he called him a Michael Locking Carm Uncle Hunt, he was referring to his skipper Pat Carrigan. Right. But I think the fact that the rugby league world did not discipline uh, Reese for this, as accepting of it, means that there still is a room for decapitation in the modern game. Right. And of course, we don't even know what happened. We don't know whether he achieved his dream of, uh, of top of the world or not. We'll get to that. Can I say, you saw him rehearsing on the Saturday, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yes. I reckon he went straight from the game out to the Listen Out Festival at Centennial Park because that's basically yeah, that's what, they, wearing, yeah. that's what they wear. And, yeah. you know, and Shirts who, off, Chris. And who wouldn't want it to have captured 1-4? Yeah, billboards everywhere. Now, of course, we're stuck in a previous generation, Chris, and we were referring to him as Mikhail Borishnikov, yeah. the great ballet dancer from, I'm assuming, Russia, uh, or even Uraev. No, no, no. no Robert Helpman. No, Robert Helpman? No. <laughs> He's better looking than Robert Helpman. Uh, but, uh, of course, the great leader, PVL, he called him Justin Bieber. Right, and this, I think, is assuming he didn't have the best game possible in the game we don't know the result of yet. No. Might have been one of the explanations because that's a... You know when poor old Luke Brooks debuted for the Tigers against your St. George Illawarra Dragons in 2013? I can't remember too much about the... Man, man of the match performance at the career ground <laughs> and he was immediately labelled with an ex-Andrew Johns. Ah. And we've seen how Luke Brooks's career has gone. He's, he's, Which Andrew Johns? Yeah, he's laboured <laughs> under that mantle ever since, right? Yeah. PVL, you know, trying to be hip, yeah. um, uh, suggests that he's the Justin Bieber. And Walsh has gone, well, let me have a look. And he's looked into the Hillsong stuff. He's looked into the Kid Leroy collaboration. Hasn't Kid Leroy kicked on with his McDonald's ad? That's exciting. I hadn't even... He's, he's got a, I was actually wondering where Kid Leroy has been recently. He's just done a McChicken ad. So, right. You know. So... Like fried Friday chicken or night <laughs> fried night footy, <laughs> fried night footy, yeah. and he's in that league. And he goes, "This Bieber's a big deal, right? And that's a really big, big rap, rap to yeah. live on." And 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 I think PVL to a degree right. ruined the grand final. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, finally, I think you went to a luncheon, didn't you? A footy luncheon. <sighs> so yes, um, it was a West Tigers grand final luncheon, Stephen. It's always an interesting affair because these days, under the terms of the CBA, you don't see the players. Well, this time. We didn't see Chairman Lee Hedgepatelis or Justin Pascoe. And obviously there's an independent review Hang going on. on. You're two leaders who can't get off the newspapers. That's right. back yeah. and they don't turn up. They didn't turn At up. At your own event. Yeah. Unbelievable. And look, it was pretty piss weak, to be honest. And there was a very, very sombre mood. And it was elevated by the fact that when you arrived at the International Convention Centre at Darling Harbour. Oh, atmosphere, Chris. There's a big electronic board. Yeah. Right? And it tells you what's on today. West Tigers Grand Final Luncheon. Yes. And also the New South Wales Government Voluntary Assisted Dying Conference. Right, 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 right. right. And, and you as the West Tigers, tragic. You walked into the wrong room, right? Well. And you went, yeah, I, I, okay. I just had a look, level four. Put me down now. In, in I go. And look, there's a lot of discussion about empathy yeah. and needing your friends and family around and, you. And the audiovisual experience. You that, get to have Survivor played on loop. Correct. Right. And the, and the 2005 Grand Final. What, what, what are the options? Keith Barnes quick kicking goal. What, yeah, what, what sort of uh, a pharmaceutical cocktail should be administered? Absolutely. And it was only about a, about an hour in that I realised that I was in the... The wrong room. No, I was in the West Tigers Grand Final <laughs> Luncheon and I went to the Voluntary Assisted Dying Conference after that. Wow. Uh, was Andrew Denton then hosting it? Well, that, that should have been the giveaway because then it would have been, oh, my South Sydney, no, Assisted Dying. Come on. But I tell you what, they what had... What a great cause, Chris. It was beautiful yeah. and, and, and all power to them. But uh, what was interesting was that obviously with the absence of Chairman Lee and... Um, you needed entertainment. We got it. What'd you get? Hypnotism. <laughs> Hypnotism. We had a hypnotist. Chickens. Right? Chickens. Chickens were very much in evidence, right? Because, you know, I played a song that had hypnotising chickens in it the other night, Last for Life, I think. <laughs> and so uh, you were asked to do an exercise in the audience, and the ones that seemed most uh, locked into the exercise were the first round of volunteers. Right. And then they were put through their post paces after they were put into the hypnotic state. You know, lift your arm, 
that's a bad smell, that's a good smell, uh, um, uh, you know, pat your, nose, your head and all this sort of deal. Yeah. <laughs> by, by the end, the, lead, the most successful people were out there dancing. They went from boot scooting to ACDC to yeah. staying alive. Uh, but the initial coterie of volunteers, now the players don't come because the CBA encourages them not to come now because it's their off-season. Right. But Appy Corris, our, our fearless skipper, was there. He wanted to be there. So he went straight up as one of the volunteers and yeah. the hypnotist went, one look at him and says, I can't work with you. And kicked he him doesn't off. follow orders. Doesn't follow doesn't orders. Doesn't follow orders. No, no, not. And it said to me, Stephen, yeah. we can have this independent review. Yeah. We can get all upset about Hedgepatellis and Pasco not there to face the tough questions. Yes, yes. But we need to be hypnotised to victory. Yeah. That's the way to win. And the real test is because most people can't dance, but if you can go from a boot scoot, right, to what were the other music styles? Uh, there was uh, heavy metal, there was ballet, oh, disco. and disco. Disco, yeah. And I had a table which was an amalgam of uh, West Tigers fans, Paul yeah. and them and Domini, yeah. uh, Terry Bull, uh, Big T and his mate Sam, and then I had some of my PWA wrestlers, yes. Mick Moretti, JT. And I had little Tony Stellino on, and, and little Tony's uh, Hang hand, on, he's not tiny, is he? He's huge. <laughs> and he shot his hand up. Yeah. And look, I'll put a bit of footage on our yeah, Facebook yeah. page of little Tony moving through his paces. It was quite something. Do they have a sort of a scene every year with the ones that got away? <laughs> Coaches and players, do they? Do, uh, the, 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 <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I tell you what. Sorry. It's, it's become a thing, and they did it at the Dally M's, and I think they might have briefly done it during the grand final coverage. They do it in a memoriam. Right. And right, the, let me tell you, at both the Voluntary Assisted Dying Conference <laughs> and the West Tigers Lunch, they just put up footage of our 2023 season. That's it. It comes together in one beautiful... <laughs> collage. Collage. Lovely. This is Fire Up Grand Final. We're, we're going to move to the game. We're going to release the game, but we've got a song first, haven't we, Chris? Because Dennis Carnahan, who's just been just a legend of this show for so long, Steve. And can I say it was nice, because I work out in the open at the Grand Final, and both uh, some of our guests, uh, Anthony Maroon, God yes. love you, and Aidan Pajenko came up and said hello, as did Dennis Carnahan. And he was out there working with his ABC crew, Carianas, Andrew Moore, Louis, Luke Lewis, uh, Connor Watson, I think, had a run on that team. Mm-hmm. And he's produced a song for their coverage every week and shared it on Fire Up. And, of course, this Grand Final, Stephen, was very much an affair for fathers and sons. It was, indeed. Grand final day is gonna be great For Ivan and son, they can't wait They played the last three, the past two they've won Last year they won over Brad, Arthur and son For Ivan and son, grand finals are fun But they want more than two if they win today, they make history But this year there's someone new That they're going to play Grand Final Day There's a man who's taken the Brisbane team From Wooden Spoon to Grand Final in just three years has come and he's brought his son and they kept winning through they beat the Panthers at home back in round one they finished number two and so they're going to play grand final There's no team that's won a three-peat for 40 years But it's hard to tip against the Panthers, so nobody dares Only Kevin, Billy, Walters, but leave there a chance 
sun. They'll be playing Kevy and Son, Kevy and Son. Kevy and Son, Kevy and Son. They'll be playing Ivan and Son, Ivan and Son. Ah, we're back and uh, it's game day. I did mention that I was there the day before and the knockout festival was on nearby, Chris. It was bloody annoying. There used to be a major crime against music with that thing. All I could hear was it saying... It's like, come on, guys. And I know there are a few difficulties of that festival, Stephen, but one of the consequences was the Broncos were staying at the Pullman Hotel. Hello. And they were constantly saying, can you turn that infernal racket down? And maybe the fact that, depending on how they went in the game, if they didn't win... It might have been partly to the fact that they were a bit sleep-deprived. Yes, and was that a, a, a plot by Evil Ivan? 100%. 100%. They, they were booked into the Parramatta Park Royal or whatever it was six uh, months ago. Uh, he was completely tuned into this, so to say, so yeah. to speak, and then he actually uh, uh, collaborated with the organisers and said, Do it then. Yeah, 10 more decibels, let's go. Turn it up. Yeah. And Kevy's none the wiser, of course. <laughs> Poor old Kevy. Walking in blind on that one. You it, know. Which is funny because my understanding is that Kevin Walters is a happy hardcore fan. But he, <laughs> I can see he that. was just so focused. I can see that. Yeah. He was just so focused on the game, he wasn't aware that that festival was on. Or did he hear the music and all the ideas went out the door? Well, that would have just been distracting. Yeah. That, uh, the Heat. We, ha- we have to start with the Heat. It was the hottest rugby league grand final ever on record. Uh, 34, 35 nudging. And it was damn hot, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah, I looked at my phone at one stage, Stephen, just to see it kick into 36 so I could 36. tell people that I was there. And yeah. it, I, I, being in the sort of the, the bowl-like effect of that yeah. stadium... It was still yeah, and, dead. And, yeah, it was. It yeah. was like Death Assisted Valley-like. dying stuff, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the West Tigers grand final yeah, luncheon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same atmosphere. And uh, we, you know, we had three big games. We had the New South Wales State game. Uh, oh, the State Cup between State Cup, yeah, the Wales. Brisbane Tigers and yeah. the Sassani Rabbitohs. Yes, yes, yes. Who won that one, Chris? I don't care, but um, <laughs> but uh, I do know that the Reggie the Rabbit, who's uh, Charlie Gallico, okay, seventy nine years old. Good oh, on you, man. Charlie. That's an innings, isn't it? <laughs> but he actually yeah. he went he went over to the officials on the sideline before halftime and handed in his head. That's it, it. was just I, too warm for Reggie I, the Rabbit. I'm done. <laughs> I'm That's dead. it. Yeah, it's absolutely done. Mate, they really put in a big effort there. The New South Wales State players, I've got to say. And the Queenslanders. Uh, do you follow them because they're Tigers or not? Yes. Okay, you do, yes. Yeah, I, like I think I said on this show last week, didn't I, that or maybe I've never said this, that <laughs> the first game of rugby league I saw on a colour television was an Amco Cup game. Yeah. And it was between Canterbury-Bankstown and, as they then were, the East Tigers, wearing the yeah. gold Balmain-style jersey, yeah. uh, jersey with the black chevron. Yeah. And I fantasised that I was watching Balmain themselves. And so I've had a soft spot for them ever since. Yeah, I do the same. If I, if I see a red V anywhere, I get a Swans? hard tug. Swans? Well... <laughs> Don't start, Chris. Don't start. But St. Helens, you'd like St. Helens, yes, right, did, in the yes, Super yes. League. The Chevron, you know. Yeah, had a yeah. win over Warrington on the week. And then, of course, the women's game. We've touched upon that one. And uh, that was another win Well, for New, New South Wales, Newcastle. Look, I tell you what. If, <laughs> you had if, a couple of blokes behind you telling you the whole game, didn't you? There were these guys, and there was a, I think one of them was a father and a bunch of mates. And they're mates, and they're, 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 there's nothing wrong with them as blokes, Stephen. No. But there is this... I read an article which I was in vigorous agreement with about people who go to music gigs now and just talk the the whole time. Loudly, Chris. Right, loudly. Like loudly. they go, oh, I've paid my ticket, yeah, yeah. it's amplified music, I can do whatever the hell I like, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, can I say this, Stephen, inconsiderate. Yeah, when you can hear it about eight rows away, yep. you know that they're talking to everybody. They've got your brain. They suck your brain in. You can't think straight because these three or four are yelling in behind you. So these... And I know that's what, you know, sporting in stadiums are all about, people letting rip, you know, but... Yeah, and again, Not it's, funny. it's a public space. You're entitled to talk. Lord knows. You're entitled to have a yell and, and uh, try and make the odd humorous remark. But these guys want you to know that they're all Andrew Johns, right? <laughs> 
right? And we'll come to what Andrew joins and how he calls yes. the game in a moment. Yes, yes. But they want you to know that they know football, yes. right? And it's the classic rugby league fans. It's either all brilliant, great D, great D, what a tackle, or that's an atrocious decision. This is the worst refereeing I've seen in yeah. many, many a year, right? And you're how, how many hours are you sitting there putting up with this? Well, well the women's <laughs> game was on at four. The grand final finished sometime after right. night. And, and, of course, then it goes up on the big screen that it was a penalty for hair pulling. Yeah. Right? Go, oh, right, hair pull. Okay, fair enough. That then leads to a, blo- a group of blokes having a long discussion about they should mandate the hair bun. Yeah. as part of the rules yeah. for Women's yeah. Rugby League. And I said, that is, I should go to Annesley, guys, because that's what they need is your guys' opinion on how women players should wear their hair. <laughs> and, and I'm just like biting whatever's yeah. there to bite. And uh, it was a trying. And Chris, can I, I got a word for them. <laughs> Wood ducks. <laughs> well, exactly. I'll come back to that they one. They are the epitome, <laughs> the epitome of wood ducks. And it's also in the down moments. Like, it's one thing that they're telling you they know football, which yeah, they yeah, clearly don't, don't. right? They, they said, yes, the last Parramatta Premiership was 1989, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah. But they had one discussion was that Vietnam is a high country, right? <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, you're sitting there just keeping your beak shut, are you? <laughs> well, 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 these ducks are right? Well, the ducks are cracking and I'm going... No, I know, I don't want to see you in a fight, Chris. I and I'm, I'm saying, I'm not really... Where are the topography of Vietnam, how big the mountains are? <laughs> they're actually saying from... T- t- on the map from the bottom to the top oh, tip yeah. is long. Oh, right? distance-wise. And they go, how long do you reckon if you put it at, at, at the base of Victoria, how far up would Why Vietnam go on the Australian coast? Because it's, you know, there's a scrum being formed. And, <laughs> and, they go, and the guy goes, well, I don't know, Central Coast? He goes, no, mate, no, Gold Coast. Uh, Gold Coast. They go all the way, and I'm going, no. Oh. God Christ. help me. Kill them or kill me now. <laughs> now, then King Stingray came on, of course, Darwin's favourite uh, sons. Uh, they, they've sort of swept the music country uh, along with them because I think there's something spirit about them. You know, the, the, I know Sly Stone did it many years ago, but the cross, cross, they don't have cross gender, but cross race, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and that King merging Str- of surf, rock, reggae, yada, yada, yada. There's good Warumpy band feel around Warumpy King Stingray, yeah, yeah. I reckon. And, uh, and colourful, Chris. Yes, they did their, they did their job. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, we uh, finally get the big stage set up and it's a reworking of the musical, the Tina Turner show, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the woman that uh, plays Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, as my partner said, what, 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 Tina's coming? I said, not really. <laughs> don't want to say this, but no. She's a hell of a performer. <laughs> yeah, but I think even this would be beyond Tina. Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, what'd you make of that? Uh, look, it's, look, I think it's really promising and that there's always the usual polarity about this is fantastic, this is the worst idea ever. Yeah. And they were going, the people on online that were going, Tina Entertainment, were going that it was cover band, right? So why are we watching a cover band? Right, right. And I actually think that this is really good because, you know, friends of mine have said, have you seen the guys in Depeche Mode now? They just look like they can barely stand. <laughs> and the Depeche Mode cover band, brilliant, right? <laughs> the Australian Pink Floyd show. You can get Pink Floyd... At the NRL Grand Final, it's just not the Pink Floyd. So I think Bjorn again, I think this has opened up a huge new opportunity for the NRL that they can't get really decent acts, but they can get, get the, the cover, cover bands. Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, in fact, the show is great. And if you didn't shed a tear, Stephen, because maybe you will. And by the way, the, just congratulations on a marvellous performance as, oh, the, as the DJ on the day. People were texting me. I know you have a particular taste, Chris. Does any particular song grab your attention? Well, obviously, uh, Space Lab from Kraftwerk on another run. You know what? There's some real quirky fans out there who love uh, Kraftwerk. Aren't they? And they're coming to Sydney, of course. They are indeed. At the ICC, and where the assisted dying <laughs> conference went on. I'll show you where, because uh, we're going. If anybody can suit the atmosphere of the ICC, it's Kraftwerk, right? That's, that's right. We are the robots. Well, that should be Melbourne, shouldn't it? It should be down in Melbourne. But, 
you may not have seen this because I went home and immediately watched the coverage again on uh, Channel 9. Yes, I did not. And right at the end of the best, and not simply the best as everybody likes to call it, yes. on walked, accompanied by a female partner. Hostess. Cliffy Lyons. Oh, yeah. Junior Pierce. Big- and Star of Fire wow, Up. Wow, the original admin. Star of Fire Up this year, Benny Elias. Wow. Now, that screamed rugby league to me, Stephen. Yeah. That screamed league's club, yeah. cover band, 1980s. I think it was a triumph. By the way, you were described by Steve Allen, who was also was on our Dragon Cast last year. Yes. And he always gives you a huge pump up. And he sort of, I don't know, there was a bit of jaundice in him today. Mm-hmm. He goes, I guess this is the point of time where I should mention our DJ. He literally I said don't that. Don't say like that, Chris. And, and he actually described you as the longest serving yeah. DJ. Yeah. Used to be world's greatest. Yes, yes, sorry. So what's going on there? Well, me and Reggie Rabbit, we came up with a, with a pact. <laughs> Let's see how long we can last. He's got a 79, right? <laughs> and then I hope I'll get some sort of right. You're off now, off to pasture. Got on your son. Were you tempted at any stage of the director to just hand the headphones over and say, I'm, I'm cooked? <laughs> I'm done. I'm cooked, yeah. <laughs> nobody could have replaced me, Chris. Well. Unfortunately, there was nobody there. Not even you. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, and then, of course, we had the choir boys. At halftime. <laughs> yeah, halftime. Now, they actually were live. They were playing with acoustic guitars with the VB choir behind them. Yes. Or some bunch of mates from the pub, right? Yes. So they were true to spirit. They were true to the working class, pub culture, Western suburbs, whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, interestingly, the way they dressed yeah. was more like choir boys. Than they, the choir boys. They looked very conventional, they're didn't they? Blue singlets, working class <laughs> men. Uh, I don't know if they can sing, but um, I, I swear to God, the song, that was the extended mix. Of Run to Paradise. Yeah, it, yeah. it went and went. They, they, it's a long run, Paradise. Longer than from the south of Vietnam to the top, right? Uh, and then we get to the big game. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first half was, a, was, was fast and furious and locked in, just as like everybody expected to be like a difference of two points, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, obviously Penrith dominated, executed at a high level. Brisbane were a mistake-a-thon. Yeah. And, that, and it kind of went as you expected. Penrith were clinically efficient. Yeah. Brisbane trying to throw the ball around a bit, a few more offloads, a bit of flair, but they got a mistake in them, Stephen. Yes. And two poorly executed dropouts led to an 8-0 lead to Penrith. And then in the last 10 minutes, off the back of a Jesse Arthurs raid down the left-hand touchline, the Broncos lifted. They had a good 10 minutes and finished with Flegler potentially crashing over. Right. Certainly Andrew G, who we've all loved Andrew G's work as the referee, Stephen, last person standing. We'll get to his stats later, but yeah, he was the hero of the day, no doubt about it. He was the winner yeah. of the yeah. of the Bachelorette, if you like. That's you know, right. Last, last man standing. Yes, yes. And uh, they certainly weren't prepared to overturn that. So it went- and how'd he do it? By not being noticed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Who? Andrew yeah, what? Yeah. And did he have pink boots? I don't think he did. <laughs> they went into lemons yeah. at 86. And, and I went to catch up very quickly for a drink with my physio, James Campbell, and his new wife, Kathleen Stephen, two happy Bronco supporters at that particular point in time. <laughs> at halftime. Yeah. And as yeah. I'm going down the stairs, because for some reason the escalators weren't working, yeah. who streams past me, and I will post this photo on the Facebook page yeah. at Fire Up Rugby League, but Coach Ivan Cleary. Right. And the whole Penrith coaching team, right? Your friend. I stopped him. And I said, Ivan, a word. I said, I see some issues with your right-hand defence. Look out for Ezra Mount. And he brushed me, Stephen. He brushed you. Should have listened. And unlike the the, the head of Penrith who just took him out for a latte without telling anybody and and secured the handshake deal, you didn't think... Latte time. That's well, and and it's been revealed. Not only was I unprepared, yes. had I offered him a coffee, yeah. he only drinks almond milk. 
Yes. Coffee now. And you didn't even know that. I didn't know that. I hadn't done the detail work. So no wonder he ignored me. No wonder he walked, Chris. It was genuinely exciting because I suddenly felt part of it, Stephen. And then there was actually a shot of that on the halftime coverage on Channel 9. Camera cut out before I came down the stairs. Ah, Jesus Christ. So we go to halftime. It's neck and neck, right? And then the great entertainment starts. All the sponsor activation, blah, blah, blah. What what did you do then? What did I do? Yeah. That's when I went for a drink. So I missed the whole thing. Ah. I just saw the choir boys on the screen. Ah, okay. Yeah. Good choice, Chris. Mm. Toilet break as well. Mm. Do you get half time off, or you're just uh, uh, no? There's a there's a point where we we pre-record, uh, you know, the Welcome to Country and the national anthem and Tina and that stuff. But I want to watch it. Right. I don't want to go. I don't want to walk away. I want to. I want to be there. So is your situation during the grand final like? Yes. A, no a, toilet break for ten hours. Like Apollo astronaut. You've got. I'm locked in. You've got special pants. You're special pants and a tube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like a geriatric, you know. And, and someone changes the the, the bag and just hit, hit the green light. And they, <laughs> they think of everything because yeah. they need you every, every no, minute. Absorbent pads, Chris. That's how we do it. <laughs> you really got me in a weak moment, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if if you don't be able to continue to deliver the ten hours constant, someone else will take the job. They will. So you can't show a moment of weakness. You know what DJs are like, don't you? They're hovering around <laughs> like a pack of hyenas, waiting for that full smooth. The, the number of texts step. I go, look, I'm loving Stephen's work. Is he retiring? You know? <laughs> I want to get in there. I want to get in there. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, of course, out they come again, and uh, a little bit of Queen. You did the Freddie Mercury Wembley Stadium 1986 bit. It's an old shit bit of gold one. The gold day one. Yeah, bit. Yeah. And people loved it. Though, again, when I did watch the coverage, it looked like it uh, delayed the kickoff a little bit. Dylan Edwards was going, come, come on, on Freddie. Come on. You know? <laughs> this wasn't part of the deal. But, I mean, the crowd lapped it up, Stephen. Like As they see, indeed lapped up Sweet Caroline and I Want to Be Your Girl. Yes, well, they were part of the sponsor activation, weren't they? <laughs> um, but, uh, gee, the ref, of course, went, yeah, I'm liking this Freddie Mercury. Let's just let's roll with this one, boys. Just hang on a second. And then we, off we go. And then, unbeknownst to the whole world, Chris, a man with two tattoos, two python tattoos and a dog, I think. Yeah. Just lit the place alight, didn't he? Bunk. Who would have thought? And three three phones? Bunker, Burner and Roscoe. No, no, that's Tonga that's has got the, the three phones. Guy. In fact, he missed one of the tackles, I think. Just was, three tattoos. Because he didn't get the surgery on the peck. Right. By the way, Andrew G is a Queen fan. And he likes the period when Paul Rogers was the lead singer that no one ever remembers, right? <laughs> right. But, but uh, Ezra Man, like, he just lit up. And who was missing the tackles out there, Stephen? Well, I noticed Yo missed one. Yo missed one, but there was another mustachioed figure. Gentleman. Yeah, who missed a couple of key tackles. Wow, who was that? Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary. He was so fast. He's only 20, Torres Strait Islander. What, do you know any stories about his mum or his family? Were they there? Yeah, I do know his mum's journey to the grand final. Oh, man. She got in a dinghy. And it was, it, it's a long trip. It was That's a long longer trip. than from Hanoi yeah. or the other way around. Yeah, and yeah. And I'm assuming on. she got out of the dinghy and then got a bus and an airplane. But, um, wow. Yeah. yeah. But uh, And Ezra, I mean, that, he was so vivacious, as yeah. I said, a little bit of laring at the camera. Yeah, yeah. And it all happened so quickly. And even uh, old Bieber himself yeah. uh, kicked into gear. And you thought, Stephen, the, the, the pen, the, the, all the obituaries are being written. Well, he only just won two out of four, Cleary. It's not that good. Not that good. Oh, yeah. my goodness. What, Luo, why did you ever play him? He comes off at the 50-minute mark yes. and two tries go in. Yeah, uh, and then Yo's yeah. gone as well. And, and you saw all the headlines and all the reporters. You could yeah. just see the flurry of keyboards. So we don't know what happened in the game yet. No. Three, but but three, as far as we're concerned. A trifecta. 24-8. Hat trick to Mam. 24-8. How many got? 20, 18, 17 minutes to go? Clock's ticking. Everybody had given up on that. Yeah, Everybody had given up. And, if I've and, got- and I believe that uh, I think the book is for, for, for Ezra Mam to get 
the Dell, sorry, the Churchill Medal was running at hot like five bucks, and then it fell to hunt like fifty bucks within about fifteen minutes. Yeah, but I mean, man was a, a lock because he scored a hat trick in the grand final, and surely after Jamie Chapman scored a hat trick for the losing Titans in the NRLW grand final, this wouldn't happen twice in no, one night, Steve. No, no. So Nathan Cleary looks to his left, looks to his right. He's missing a few members. Yo's gone. Sorensen's gone. Who else? Luai. Luai's gone. Jerome, the yeah. Pied Piper Jerome, of Penrith. Yeah, yeah. The, the, he got needled up. The, 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 the needles didn't work anymore. The pipe has pipe? been silenced. Oh, silenced, yeah, I know. Yeah. All the kiddies abandoned him. Right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. needles didn't work, yeah. Um, was it mice or rats that followed him? <laughs> depends, <laughs> depends who you follow, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he was on his own. And there's Nathan Cleary, and apparently he looked up at the camera, and Chris, you gave him a look. You said, son, you can do it. Yeah, it was just that little glimpse and he's just doing the mathematics and he said, look, I've had an absolute shocker of a game. I've been hopeless in the last 20 yeah. minutes and I have a legacy to protect here, Stephen. Yeah. So he literally, which is difficult to do with those tight jerseys, yeah. but he's actually Roll rolled up, the sleeves he? up did he? and he went to work, Stephen. So he did a great don't argue on Kurt Capewell. Yes. Ran around put Leota over. Who Found was, Moses Leota. Who's, yeah. If they did a Clive Churchill, if, assuming Penrith won, if they did it over two years, he'd yeah. win it for the two years he's put in the last two grand finals. Wow. He's so fantastic. Bam. And then there's a 40-20. Yes. And, and I think it was labelled genius work, wasn't it? Well, it was the third tackle. Bravest thing Andrew Johns has ever seen. Bravest thing ever. And this is a man known for his bravery. Yes, right? yes. And while we're just talking about Andrew Johns yes. and, we're t- and we're talking about those uh, palookas behind me, <laughs> what I love about Andrew Johns is he's got this habit of he wants to call the yeah. game-ending injury yes. early. He called it on Walsh in the fourth minute. Chris, he knows what good journalists are, all ambulance chasers. That's right. They want to see the disaster because the disaster sells bums on season. He, he called it after Cleary was having his knee looked at after the first try to Mitch Kenny. He yeah. called it on Isaiah Yost's concussion, but boy, did he call it when Adam Reynolds went down back in the first half. Oh. Billy, Reynolds, he does the splits. He's had oh. groin, he's had oh. groin dramas. And what she does the splits here, he's oh, tore his groin. Oh, he's tore his groin there. He's Tory's groin there. From, my, from the look of the sideline, he's Tory's groin. groin there. From the look of the sideline <laughs> conversions, he may not have Tory's groin. But Joey just loves to do that. By the way, groin dramas is the uh, adult DVD I put in after, after <laughs> and, I watched and somebody else politely the replay. A hit pointer. Yeah. I prefer Tory's groin. Yeah, no, Tory's groin is Tory's great. Groin, yeah. I mean, everyone it's, gets Oh, It's great drama. And, that, and this is like, you know, that they say the greats see yeah. the game ahead what's happening yeah, yeah, next yeah, yeah, yeah. what Joey loves is to watch behind the play yes. to see the guy hurt yeah, yeah. and he wants to bring your attention to now, it now you know there are plenty of people you can bring to rugby league but if you could get somebody who taught James Brown how to do the splits that could have come in very handy at that point practice dropping to the ground split your legs like a ballet dancer up you get again yeah, the 40-20 the was courageous. It didn't actually directly lead to the try. Penrith, uh, no. Brisbane actually defended that set, but unfortunately coming out from their own uh, territory before their kick, Paddy Carrigan, whose mum's head was in danger of um, Justin Bieber, uh, <laughs> he dropped the ball, Stephen, and I thought that was key moment because I think Stephen Crichton's try came off the back of that with yes. a try assist from Nathan. Critter certainly left his mark on the game, didn't he? He did. And, and if, if ever the set plays, and in the NFL they have specific special teams for set plays, yeah. if you want to get a box set, get a box set of the two short dropouts from Adam Reynolds in the first half and the two in the second half. For some reason, trying to get the ball back, even right. though they're in front rather than trusting their defense. Chris. And Cleary went to town. He tore his groin. He tore his What groin. are you going to do? He tore his groin. Was... He shouldn't have been taking those kicks anyway. <laughs> well, I blame Kevy, who was distracted by the happy hardcore. Exactly. And... Now, 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 fun fact, uh, clearly apparently during the finals, kicked 18 goals and 17 from 18. 
That's pretty that's much. A, that's Superman stuff. Like only one miss, a little bit yeah. like Perry Van had one error. Was, was going, oh damn! Yeah. You know he's too good. He's too good. This bloke. Uh, and then of course there was the four minutes to go, and, and all the Brisbane fans have put their heads in the hand, going, oh no, what's going to happen now? Yeah, and um, we've got the moment where the game is decided, which of course is prefaced by Joey Johns yet again doing more great work. Liam Martin's busted on the right. I think that was Donna Summer chiming in then. It was I Feel Love. Yes, I Feel Love. I've got to get this song in here somewhere. Beautiful choice. And th- when they go elevated from And it a was ch- a wow moment. It was. It was a total wow moment. Uh, as Billy Slater would have gone on the coverage. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And yeah. he said elevated from champion two. And you know what? There's no words yet for Nathan Cleary. They haven't got a word yet to where he's... Where, the pantheon that he now... Designated status is, point. No. <laughs> Saint... Moved into it. Yeah, unbelievable. Now, uh, I got one little question, one little side thing at half. Scotty Pippen, who is he? So, Scotty Pippen is a six time NBA champion with the Chicago Bulls back in the 90s with Michael Jordan. See, I just don't follow American sport, isn't that weird? Clearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just don't get it. And he's good mates with Luke Longley. That name means nothing Names to you. Names familiar, yep, yep, yep. And at the halftime, he was out uh, being interviewed by Brace and Cameron Smith. Agent. And uh, promoting the NBL, the local National Basketball League, which seemed an odd choice to promote a league that's not on Channel 9. Yes, absolutely. And um, the NBL's got deep pockets, I think. Cash transaction. Yeah, I think it was cash for comment. Uh, we, you know, not a lot of publicity about the actual Brisbane team at all. No. But, uh, it, yeah, it was strange, wasn't it? Because you're asking Scotty Pippen, who'd been to the AFL grand final the day before. Yes. You know, uh, well, what do you think? Who do you like? Et cetera, et cetera. And he goes, oh, I'm just going to sit on the fence here. Yeah. Like, he basically said nothing about the game. Right. So, end result, 26-24, Penrith Panthers over Brisbane Broncos. Yes. See, we know the facts here. We do. We do. We'll be back in just a moment to wrap up the game. Hey, fire up. I told you that I never would. I told you I changed. Even when I knew I never could. Know that I can't find nobody else as good as you. I need you to stay. Need you to stay. I get drunk, wake up, I'm wasted still. I realize the time that I wasted. I feel like you can't feel the way y'all feel. Be fucked up if you can't be right. Oh, 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 be fucked up if you can't be right. Grand final wrap-up. It's just chaos afterwards, isn't it, Chris? I mean, just the, the amount of publicity, uh, trying to get a handle on what, what we just witnessed. It was one of those games like, what the hell just happened, you know? And you want to sort of forensically sort of pull it apart just to sort of see, you know, because it moved very fast. And then that result was quite astounding. Yeah, Freddie Fittler was saying it was chaos down on the sidelines and you would have yeah. sent some of that energy. I've actually, uh, our new cover picture is 
Jonathan Thurston with that isolation camera with him just with his, you know, the mind-blown emoji. The mind-blown. Yeah. Blew my mind. Yeah. And, and Thurston, what I love about Thurston, he's not a guy who played the game and I'm in this gig now just because they'll pay me because I'm Jonathan no, Thurston. No, he, he just loves it, doesn't he? He, he just loves, loves it. it. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Th- and that's what it was. It was really an extraordinary experience yeah. to witness yeah, yeah. because no other team would have gone that back. And um, as you know, there's no bigger fan of Ivan Cleary than me, Stephen. I know, I know. And, and uh, I've gone on our Facebook page and there's a, you and I giving our thoughts in the immediate wake of the Penrith victory. Yes. And you have to admire them well I do <laughs> I don't have to I do no one twisted my arm Chris because I sat with you against Melbourne and you went for Melbourne against Penrith and I know you're on, <laughs> you're on the wrong side of history as they say we mentioned uh, Adam G right mm-hmm. now he just put the whistle away correct yeah five, he totally five, put it away five penalties and of course you know me in send off tracks I love to play a good send off track I didn't get one chance to play uh, you know it could have been I, I really wanted to play Billy Thorpe most people I know think I'm crazy so is it, from your point of view is it frustrating that the Penrith have a low error rate so there's not many scrums and absolutely like you're yeah. sitting there going come on guys drop them all drop them all come on. <laughs> I want to do some work in other know? words you have more fun with a bludger <laughs> yes exactly yeah 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 uh, no sin bins one set restart and, uh, yeah, didn't get to play the tune I want. 11 penalties a game generally, but there was only five on Sunday. I mean, amazing stats, isn't it? And no one knows, so no one ever went, hey, great game of footy. That's right, and that's the way of the game. All this sort of artificial rubbish like the PVL 6 again and introducing fatigue. This is how you introduce fatigue into the game. Blow few penalties, let the players sort it out, and make sure it's 36 degrees. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> how you, that's how you'll get fatigue. That's right, yeah. And, and there was another game of footy on the weekend too. Why, why, did, they, why did they put the, uh, the, the two cups together? You're talking about the Koori knockout? Yes. Oh, it's just a tradition, you know. It's, it's the same as like if the, in the old days the West Tigers made the grand final, the yeah. players wouldn't come to the luncheon because they're in the grand final. It's just the way it is. Because hmm, you know, everyone's keen to get on an off-season. Yeah. Yeah, we could have four games. Mm. Josh Adakar had a bit of an issue there, and as many people pointed out, took the Curry knockout a little bit too literally. Did he get knocked out? Did he? <laughs> he's all right. And he's been named in the Kangaroo squad oh. today, Stephen. And your great Ben Hunt has secured another jersey. And it, and what was interesting, I just saw the online posting. It listed the team and the names of the clubs they play for in parenthesis. Yes. And it had Ben Hunt, Dragons, question mark. <laughs> Right, did not. <laughs> <laughs> you had me for a second there, Chris. Then, of course, there was the famous... Well, what, what I looked up was that it, it's called the, the Polynesian Candy Lays. Yes. It's when the, the particularly Brian To'o and mm-hmm. company, they get lay after lay after lay, and I know they've got different names in every part of the Pacific Ocean, so don't pick on me for that one. Sure. You know, Tahitians have got theirs, Samoans have got theirs, yeah. Hawaiians have got theirs, but let's call them lays. And they layer them up. So high, and they've got candy, or as we call them, lollies. Toho to- 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 was, to- was like, uh, like from sort of like Thanos from the Avengers. This yeah. huge uh, uh, swathe of lace. See his head. You, you, virtually not. It was like tilted back at an angle. And Freddie Fritler had quite the good line saying, "If Toho eats all that chocolate, he'll turn diabetic." Uh, <laughs> but and then and obviously the club colours were you know, interlaced. In, yeah. Yeah, beautiful, bit of stuff. shiny stuff. You know, beautiful yeah. stuff. Yeah, extraordinary stuff. And I'm sure they must hand them out afterwards as like you know, here's a memento. Here's another memento. Um, and extraordinary celebrations at the end there. Where of course, they don't want to go home. Penrith, I think the fans, you, you and I both, you know, we, we're trying to figure out how many fans were from who. The Brisbane crowd were very loud until, of course, they lost. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'd like to think that the lays were given to the boys even if they'd lost because they want to celebrate their achievement. Yes. I doubt it, though. But So both the games, of course, uh, they got up and they got a football. The, the yes. players had a football. They gave it to one of the juniors. Yep. And in response, they got the ring. Yes. The ring's worth how much? 25000 something like something that? Something like that. Designed by I'll, I'll ask the coach whisperer. He'll let me know. He'll let you know. Who yeah. he, okay, the coach whisperer. He's got two. Right. Does he hypnotise chickens too? It's <laughs> <No>, steady. Has <laughs> he hypnotised you, Chris? Yeah, I tell you what. If we, can get, if we can get Bradley Charles Stubbs and the hypnotist back at the West Tigers next year, that, then you got now we're it. cooking. We'll get him on here. But, but Toto, of course, went on. Hand, he handed his sunglasses. Which had three-peat written on them. Yeah, they wrapped around three-peat to the little kid. And the kid, of course, like Ray Charles, couldn't see his way off. But he... <laughs> you and I both saw it. He was trying to find where the stairs stair. It could have been he, calamitous. He's got lights on him. I was like, I've never been here before. What's going on? you got to be careful. And, and can I tell you, my, my friends behind me, Oh, oh, I think the football, yeah, I kind of get it. But did you see the AFL? I mean, they get to present medals. And I think the medals are a much, much better idea than the football. And I'm just going, Jesus Christ. Right. Okey-dokey. They really soured that game for you, didn't they? A little bit. Yeah. And guess what? Of course, the next morning, Ivan goes on. Well, can I just, before we leave the night, just two more things I'd like to say. One is... This is still the night, Chris. Well, for for Ivan it was. uh, I came downstairs and I had my friend Michael Payne who'd watched the game with me. And we wanted to pay our respects to all the good work that you'd done and so forth. See where the magic was made. That's right. And then then the Penrith guys were starting to do their uh, lap of honour, which is when we posted the messages on Facebook. and And Chris, I want to say to the audience here, I said to you, What's a great track with three in it? We couldn't really... I mean, yeah, three is the, is the magic number. Taylor Soul, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't really quite have the ring about it, you know? No, two out of three aren't bad, didn't no, really work. No, no, no. Yeah, three times a lady seemed a bit too anyway, specific. the brains trust couldn't come up with it. No, no, so you went for heroes. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they went on their march as they opened the gate so they could get amongst the Penrith faithful. And you kindly let me program a track, Stephen. Yes. Go West by the Village People. I went That's for the exactly original. right, yes. So I felt, like, I felt part of it. And I did notice that when that track dropped... All the heads turn around going, hey, this is lifting. The superstar uh, DJ. Yeah. But uh, joining the Penrith Panthers on their march round the ground, which yeah. takes too long now before they get to do this, and I think they lose a lot of fans because it's so late in and the then, night. And then, of course, the family members are there, so they're always kiddies walking up and having the hug with the kiddies yeah. and the coppers have to follow them. I think they should do the fans first, then do the families. That would be me. But yeah. but uh, um, super fan and totem for the Penrith Panthers, Mick Fanning, joined them and he was interviewed yeah. by Alana Ferguson. Okay. Is this the way that you thought it would pan out? A really close contest of footy and Nathan Cleary just waving that wand to seal the deal? Are you kidding me? He's the greatest athlete on earth. Seriously. Swear to God. He's the greatest athlete on earth. He just went absolutely loony in that last 10 minutes. So good. This is a man who wrestles sharks for a living. So people were, Unbelievable. World champion. People were trying to be critical of Fanning being drunk. First of all, he's FTH. He's from the hood. He's a huge Penrith fan. They love yes, him. Yeah. And, and he's had a few... Like, if, if you've... Being at, um, in the vicinity of a great white shark, you're probably entitled to have a few beers out of the footy, eh? Absolutely. And, of course, uh, the great Batuta came up with the idea that it was a fanning off. Yeah. Bernard Fanning from Queensland. He's a powder finger guy, but he's a Brisbaneite, you know. And then, of course, our fanning, who was the winner? And I believe they had to sort of swap names or something and, afterwards. And, and Bernard wouldn't be part of it. No. I have a Bernard fanning anecdote, Stephen. Oh, tell me. 2005 Lord's Test, Ashes. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's a bit of a knock on me. I mean... I don't like using the word and I don't like applying it to myself, but it was a bit of a starfucker moment, Stephen. (laughs) And Bernard was sitting right in front of me at the cricket. And we struck up a conversation because he was over recording his first solo album, Teen Sympathy, for those that remember that album. Mm. And uh, I said, can I get you a drink, Bernard? And he goes, that'd be good. Mm. And I did. Have a guess what he had. 
Well, it'll be at Forex. Pims and Lemonade. Oh, what? At the cricket. Yeah. Uh, didn't. Didn't shout back. So. Now, tell you what, who did have a drink, and you can tell me what his drinking was, Ivan Cleary on Channel 9 the next morning. <laughs> he was on the Canadian clubs. He, he did a Carl on Carl. Remember when Carl did that at the Logies? You know, the next morning I'm so like, whoa. Uh, well, Tired uh, and emotional. So th- there's been a lot of Ivan news. And, I mean, as I said, no bigger fan than me. And I think he endeared himself to a lot of people that Yeah, yeah and, and this really endeared me, right, because he's won three in a row. First in the NRA era. It's, it's an incredible achievement. And again, he's had a few drinks, right? Yeah, of course. And people are being critical of this, and I'm not critical. Who are these people? Exactly. And um, he saw it as his only opportunity. And let's not forget, the yeah. man gave a kidney to his brother. Yes. He's had a huge... He's had <laughs> and a, you had conveniently forgotten about that all year. Maybe. <laughs> and, and he had a huge uh, issue with a blood clot in his leg, and he still needs to do physical therapy to look after that issue. So I'm sympathetic on all these levels, Stephen. Yeah. And Ivan, he's not like, you know, I think I might have yelled out at the presentation of the medals, crack a smile, Ivan, because he doesn't smile too much. No. But he saw this opportunity uh, with, um, I think might have been Brooke Boney and uh, Carl Stefanovic yes, on this particular morning. Who's a noted bloody, you know, yeah. cane toad. Do some stand-up. Yeah. And so Ivan, uh, who was very much fanning at the time, Queenslanders kind of fail at the end of at the end a lot of the time. So though you knew that the Broncos would falter. That's a G up, Carl. Yeah, and but, you know but, 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 but what you're missing here is the pregnant pauses that went on with everything. It's yeah. like the brain was turning very, very slowly trying to catch up with the idea. Put oh. me on 0.5 speed on the podcast, you'll yeah, get it. Yeah. Uh, now, halfway through the second half, I was like, shit, get us out of here. <laughs> We're in all sorts. I've got no idea how we managed to pull that back. And then he went on to credit uh, why Nathan is so good. I actually said to him yesterday that if I married someone else, he would have been a pretty shit player. Yeah, giving credit to the wife, I have mother. To thank his mum, yeah, yeah. Rebecca, for everything that he's got because you he see, certainly didn't got from me. He's no murderer. And, and, and no, and I went back and I've had a look at his career as a player, and he's right. Nathan's way better than Ivan ever was. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so I was feeling all warm and fuzzy about Ivan Cleary until I read about this article this morning about uh, the angst he went through when he went back to Penrith in 2019. They started 2-8, and eight and he thought Nathan was playing badly. Yep. And he thought, that's it. Maybe I should leave. Yeah, pack it up. And because he already felt guilty because of what he did to the Tigers. Yes, of course he does. He's a human. He's <laughs> empathy. And it all ah. came off the back of his almond milk coffee with Dave O'Neill. A $4.50 coffee. Chris. That's right. Yeah. right. So even in Penrith, that's what it costs. And he says, I love the Tigers. I do. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for them. Yeah. But your heart can only be in one place. Well, this is why I've always wanted to. Pe- <laughs> Who like, is he? Woody Allen? Rick Grossman, you know? Loving South and Queensland. I don't get it. You going to Roosters games while you're West Tigers. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. right. You only have one love. Come okay, on. okay. Well, unless you're an octopus, you've got eight hearts. Uh, when Dave asked me to come back, my heart was back in Penrith. I felt like I belonged here, and that's how it worked out. And I want- didn't see it coming. He was blindsided. He, no, Dave just wants to have a coffee. Yeah. You know, the fact that Gus Gould has clearly left the joint and Gus got rid of me, you wouldn't have seen the dots being joined. No. I just want to go back to that quote. I love the Tigers, I do. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for them. And it takes me back to Combat Stadium when they had a narrow victory over us. And he blew kisses at the Tigers fans, yes. demonstrating his love. And I'm off Ivan against so. Hey, some bad news just popped in. What's happening? Late news. Um, apparently, like the, the, the board, what used to be the SG Trust, right now it's called Venues New South Wales Trust, has been run by some old power brokers. And apparently, Alan Jones didn't get the memo to put his application form back in again. And he's late and he could well lose his seat there. So the Parrot has been on the board of the SCG Trust, now Venues New South Wales, for 35 years, And just considered it a done deal. Yeah. 
and for the rest of his life. And the form was sent, and it says it was a new regime. And I'm just wondering if we know anyone at Venues New South Wales mm, who yeah, might be involved yeah, in this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jones didn't get the application as you suggest, and he goes, uh, and I quote, "I didn't think they meant me." <laughs> I'm the longest serving board member and I've never had to reapply for my job in 35 years. And now it's under consideration, is that right? Now they are saying I have to submit myself to a few wood ducks who will <laughs> supposedly determine my ability to do a job I've been doing for 25 yeah. years. I guess it's up to the minister if I decide if I stay or not. And I think that minister's name is Steve Kemper or something like that. And I'm saying if you're listening, sports minister. Yeah, now's oh, your time. Here's your opportunity. Your and it, you're not a wood duck minister. <laughs> you're not even a pelican. You- you're a strong man, a leader amongst men. Are you a wood duck <laughs> yes. or are you a pamper? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos fans, Stephen, I just want to um, give them a shout out. I, I mentioned um, my physio, James, and uh, I saw him today and he's doing okay. Uh, well, we're happy for that, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Vo- Bonnie Sampson yeah. um, uh, is cooling down, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, she's taken it very hard, uh, but uh, uh, still uh, lay loyal to the Broncos. I did, in the aftermath, reach out to Bronco Reg. We had an arrangement, me and Bronco Reg, that we would uh, meet for a drink in the event of Is this a, the sister dying? Yeah. <laughs> well, we had the arrangement we'd meet for a drink out at Homebush in the event of a Broncos victory. Ah. And I got a text from him. He goes, oh, look, mate. Uh, he ducked off. I think I'll just head home. He and it, it wasn't for one second was I thinking of getting together for a drink uh, with Bronco Reg after that. Chris, he would ducked off. He would ducked <laughs> off. And then I don't know if you saw this, but like I was turning onto the expressway and there was just a disconsolate solo Bronco fan sitting there like... Just on the gutter. Detritus on the gutter. Near just, the freeway. Just about, I, I, and I was ended up uh, driving through a main road near the bridge yeah. and there was literally a Broncos fan with two people sort of leaning yeah. down, consoling you know, him. Are you all right? You know what? No one's ever told the Queenslanders that King's Cross has changed. So they'll go, <laughs> just get back to King's Cross and just drink. You know, not to be stranded on a freeway. Uh, Chris, now a lot of people are saying it's the greatest ever because of the salary cap and all this sort of stuff and Parramatta didn't have to deal with that. Uh, look, never before, never again, Chris. Can I just remind you and well, everybody out there? As I said, the main reason you want a Penrith to win mm. is that everyone's talking about this achievement in the NRL era of the Penrith Panthers and yeah. um, you've already highlighted the fact that the salary cap wasn't in evidence prior to um, the era of their victory but it just gives you a premise to mention those 11 premierships doesn't it but mention if, celebrate 11 years in a row thank you very much Chris but if I'm right in um, saying this the team you now follow has only won one premiership is that right same team Chris is that right same team right? we've just taken them under our wing and we protect the little Illawarra Steelers quite nicely thanks very much Stephen before we close I'm, yes. you know I'm a small person in many ways yeah very and even I wouldn't kick rugby union <laughs> right now. But can we just uh, uh, have a little shot at AFL in AFL Event of the Week, please? Assuming that was Kiss. <laughs> exactly, live yeah, yeah, yeah. from the AFL Grand so let's Final. Let's get a song that, really, that t- <laughs> says how much we love the code. It was Kiss Christopherson and Dolly Parton Is doing that ping-pong. right? And I'm assuming you didn't watch the AFL Grand Final with the Collingwood Mayor Pies. I, I was at rehearsal and the Brisbane Lions, and that we said let's put Kiss up on the screen. So mm-hmm. we had Kiss on the big screen. We had no audio, and so you know I thought theatrical, great. You know, 
um, saggy asses, <laughs> as my brother pointed out. <laughs> you wanted the best, you got the best, the hottest band in the land, Stephen, and now the hottest band in the world, Kiss. Yeah. And uh, another uh, AFL masterstroke, and of course Channel 7 bringing the pictures, Stephen. Yeah. It was a tight set, I was made for loving you. Yeah. Uh, I can't even remember what the middle middle song was. Oh, yes, I shout out loud, and then finishing with the classic closer, uh, rock and roll all uh, night. One rock and roll, yeah. And there's the iconic Pete Townsend channeling moment where Paul Stanley looks as though he's going to do the whirl yeah. of the guitar and smash it. And you know it. what, Chris? All these things are rehearsed to, a, to an inch of their lives. Within a millimetre of their lives, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know, beat for beat, how yeah. these songs are performed, of course. where they're all going to stand. And so you get the swing of the guitar three or four times and then he just... Cut to it. He, they did the tight shot where he pats it on the back of the guitar yeah. and then the surprise and he smashes it. Yeah. Yeah. And Channel 7 cuts to a couple of kiddies in Kiss Maker <laughs> doing a headbang. And they missed. There goes you know what I mean? And that says everything about AFL, Stephen. They yeah. pretend to be the best code <laughs> and they can't even get that right. He's gone. He's that's, gone. That's my AFL now event that, of the week. At this point in time, uh, that's it. We may come back and do some specials if there are reasons to do specials here. In well, we've got, we've got the international, Stephen, and I thought maybe if uh, we're up for it and um, we're totally dependent on the good graces of our technical crew, we might do some season uh, episodes in the off-season and cover what's happening in football and maybe sport more broadly, a little bit about the culture, as people like to say. Okay. All right. Well, in the meanwhile, let's thank everybody. I'd like to thank you, Stephen. I'd like to thank you, Chris. And, okay. and uh, that's it. And, and, and you're talking about our technical. Mash Ferris here on audio. Outstanding. Josh Beagley from Personal Best Label on the whole studio complex. What, what, you, and you know, support. People have loved coming to this Personal Best studio yeah, yeah. because they get a coffee made for them. They do. Uh, they can read a book. Some get a wine. Yeah, and uh, they get to play a Fender Rhodes keyboard. They it's do. all and fantastic. They go, nice kitchen. And can I say from a personal point of view, Mash... Every Monday, I send him, at times, increasingly complicated audio requests of, can you grab this and can you get this bit of this song and whatever, and it's always done with aplomb and class, and yeah, I want to thank you, Matt. Delivered. I want to thank uh, uh, Craig and Shane from Arthur Sports Group, uh, Andrew Gordon, these people that help host us, and some of our guests. Chris Dan McHugh as well from Afternoon Sport helped out a lot. Exactly, he did so. Ben Elias, legend. People are still talking to me. About two things about Benny. A, he was great on Fire Up, yeah. and they've never heard him more lucid than talking about what happened when Lee Hedgepatellis extended his chairpersonship for three years. So He's a straight-up uh, shooter, isn't he? Go, go, Benny, and gee, you look good on stage there behind the Tina Turner. Stuart McGill, we're with you. Australia's greatest leg spinner ever. <laughs> right. All the best to Stuart. Adrian Prezenko from where, Chris? Nine? The Nine Media, and yeah. uh, came up and said hello to you, I believe, during the day. At the game, yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Karianis. From, well, not only from uh, News Limited and uh, the Daily Telegraph. Yes. But he was very kind to run a piece yes. on you uh, last Friday. I feel like I should curtsy, meet your DJ. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. and, and, and that was uh, great. That In the broadsheet, uh, it was just clipped down to you and I was excluded from the picture. But I got on the online version and Did we you? got a mention for the podcast. Yeah, so a bit more real estate there. Thank you it? to Michael and to Nikki Price from Priceless Media who did that PR for us. That was exactly. fantastic. And the great man, H.G. Nelson, bludging on the blind side for another year. And it's going for four more weeks. So listen to that. And if there's nothing else I've gotten out of this show, Stephen, it's to work with H.G. Nelson. My goodness. My goodness. Uh, Vonnie, Yvonne Sampson from Fox League. Is she not the greatest host in the world? She, like, absolute perfection, right? And, And Fox League... Pulled the right rein when they got her across from Channel 9. Yes. And uh, she'll be hurting right now because she really does love the Broncos. But Vonnie has been 
Not she only great up on this show. a Bronco shirt yep. just for radio. And, and a really enthusiastic supporter yeah. of this show, and we really appreciate it. Thank you. The laconic Don Walker from Cold Chisel and Above and Beyond. Uh, what I loved about Don was making reference to the line in Dennis's song and how much work went into that, and that basically made Dennis's decade. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, Often uh, considered the greatest songwriter and, of the country. And again, I probably remiss not to have thought of Don when I was talking about just consulate Bronco support. That's right. Sad, sad Don. There'll be a song, I hope. Anthony Maroon, Triple M, he said hello too on the weekend. They love Maroon. He yeah. would have been happy about the Bunnies winning the State Cup. There you go, Maroon. Oh, yeah. Mary Constantopoulos. Ladies who league. Mary Kay called the NRLW Grand Final for the SEN Radio Network. She? So she continues to go way past the environs of this show. She's about to get married. Yeah. Jimmy, I believe he's a shark supporter. Uh, so that'll be an interesting marriage. And uh, of all the people you would wish their team to win a comp, you do feel that the Parramatta Reels are overdue, even though the last time they won was 86, not 89. Right. I had to, didn't correct the guys behind me on the day, but anyway. Right. We're absolutely confident Parramatta right. last one in 1989. Yeah, that, we've got some names for those guys. Yeah. Name and shame. Yeah, Wood Duck, one, two, yeah. three, and four. <laughs> Andrew Webster from the Sydney Morning Herald, of course, the great book about uh, Wayne Bennett that's out at the moment. My highlight was, remember we arrived and met Webby at the pub beforehand to prepare mm. for the show, and he mm. goes, do you mind if I take this? Yeah. And he just holds up its phone and it's Wayne. It's called Coach. <laughs> Coach. Coach, <laughs> yeah. Coach, yeah, Coach, how are you going? Uh, Dennis Carnahan for the great songs every week. Another great song. He is part of the fabric of this show. Well, the DNA of this show. Steve. DNA. I haven't forgotten anybody. He came to visit me when I was working as well. I said, Dennis, I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. We chatted. Well, all of our friends and, and, you know, from my point of view, MJ and Grace are always very supportive of me doing this, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, I'm sure your families as well. Can I say what a highlight it was for me when we went out to Penrith v Melbourne and you were on the right side of history to oh, catch up with your mother, Barbara, on the way out to the oh, game? Oh, talking the right side of history. Came out this morning in the paper, didn't it? Nathan Cleary says, yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and he was trolled instantly. And we have to mention Terry Ball, who does so much work on our social media. Yeah. And he's posted the picture of Nathan with the Yes t-shirt on and highlighted the fact that over Nathan's right shoulder is a pair of very skimpy leopard print underpants. We're talking those dancers who take their clothes off stuff, aren't we? It would have been a wild oh, weekend in the Cleary house, I'm telling you. Thank you. See you later. Bye now. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!